Have you ever wondered what the top 10 most streamed 90s songs are? Maybe the top 10 most common phobias? I'm Nick, host of the Tennis Podcast. Every episode, me and my various sidekick hosts share fun facts and hot takes as we try to guess each other's top tennis list. Here's a little preview. People will just shock a guy to death if someone in a lab coat asks semi-nicely. Chickens outnumber humans more than two to one. It is the only R-rated film to gross a billion dollars. Listen to Tennis Podcasts now on any podcast app. That's one zero ish podcast. That was the fattest Humpty Hump in the Humble Monk that day. <laughs> just the fattest one there. Just only in Humble Monk. <laughs> All the rest, normal size. Yeah. Hey. At the Golden Corral, I mean, that's a different story. I mean, I may have been the skinniest. If I thought we could get away with it, I would call this episode Industrial Shithole. Industrial but... Shithole. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shithole. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Oh, help, help, help. So come on and listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your face. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 ha. So come on, let us to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music finishes. Enjoy your pork chop sandwiches. I like to imagine whenever I F up at the beginning, you guys are sitting there with your mics muted, just laughing your asses off because you know I fucked up. Hey guys, yeah. welcome to the mixtape. I'm Jason Emmett and I bumped the, the, the uh, song before I meant to. So these guys got to hear it twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And what did you do? <laughs> and what did you do? Yeah. What do you mean? What I just took a he... shot on the floor. <laughs> so what do you mean? Did he laugh when I knew I messed up? Or <laughs> There you go. He was retrieving his slide whistle. I'm sure he probably did laugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you guys probably had to be like, ah, here we go again. Matt, do you want yeah. to uh, tell Thank the folks at home who you are? Yeah, I'm Twisted Kid, man. Hey, we're back. And I was muted and laughing. That's what Uh, I did. Well, I realized I'd accidentally muted the main channel, and you can't really hear the music, which is why it cut in abruptly to you guys and then cut back out and then started over. (laughs) I got it. We're there. We got it. Hey, everybody's happy. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the uh, one-hit wonders of the 90s, the last episode we did. Those ones seem to be kind of popular. (laughs) Ha-ha. Small (laughs) pun intended. (laughs) Did Did you know? Uh, Not a surf on over to our website and go to that playlist. <laughs> no, do surf on over to our website and listen to that playlist. <laughs> um, and go check out that episode. If you haven't listened yet, it was a pretty good one. Despite all the... I think I did a pretty good job of cutting out most of the technical difficulties that we Ooh. had. Yeah, like the fucking tornado that came through yeah, and destroyed there was everything. power right? outages and... Uh, stuff just cut off right in the middle more than once. Kevin, Kevin came became to a robot. He was a robot, which we were just talking Man, about. I don't know what you're talking about. I cut I cut him out as a robot, but we left all these weird references where he's just talking right. in a weird voice because it was funny to me. He he did a, a rendition of Cher's uh, Believe at one point, and that got cut out, unfortunately. <laughs> Do you 
was amazing. I didn't. It got cut out because I didn't hear that bit. That's when all my stuff was. Oh, you didn't. Oh, <laughs> no, I God. never got yeah. to hear. No, he went full robot, and I was like, yeah. "Wait, wait, wait, Kevin, hang on." Well, that's the problem. You can't go <laughs> full mean, robot. Full. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you never you never go full robot. You don't go full yeah. robot. You know, you know, just a weird fan edit of Traffic Thunder where <laughs> never they replace that word with robot. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that would be like. Do you guys remember like TV back in like the eighties and the early nineties when they would dub over the worst dubbing? Yippee ki yay, Mister Falcon! <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Drop the gosh darn stereo before it blow your gosh darn knees off egg roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill and Ted. Wow. They, and Bill and Ted, they hug each other and go, fool. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Our yeah. The best you, has got to be you know. the uh, uh, snakes on a plane edit. <laughs> These monkey fighting monkey snakes on this fighting. Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> like somebody, you know what happens. They hire somebody that doesn't even sound like Samuel Jackson. And they're like, yeah, we need right. you to say something in place. And this person sitting in a room dying, laughing, going, watch this. Monkey fighting. Let's get see if we can get it in there. <laughs> I worked as a, uh, I was an assistant manager at a video store for a few years. It was great. It was, we switched from VHS to DVD when I was working there. I'll never forget. And uh, we actually had an adult room, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. And we always yeah. thought like, one you know, of where the, you met a certain person? It is, yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't. The question I, one. I, I didn't not his him, wife, for the record. I didn't yeah, meet no, him no. in the adult room. I met him at the video yeah. store, yes. He used to come yeah, into the video store. That would have been awkward. Store. That would have been really <laughs> <Yeah>. weird. Um, <laughs> no, but we always thought it would be like the best job ever to just get to name porn. Like, because these <laughs> names were fantastic. There was uh, Joe Blackmeat. There was mm-hmm. Saving Ryan's <laughs> Privates. Oh, my God. Cliff Banger. <laughs> Cliff Banger, it's so stupid. Drop Dead Fred. That's just a whole other. Well, there was a genre. time period where you know the porn industry got a little too lazy with their names. Like they say, this isn't this, the yeah, Brady Bunch. That's yeah. what they started doing. Yeah, it's not nearly as much fun as Star Wars. No. Or Edward Penis Hands. Edward Penis mm. Hands is a real one, guys. We had it in the yep. store. Uh, Nightmare on 69th Street. We actually had a. There was a series. Can't beat that. There was a series. Wait, is, back is it a real one, Kevin, or are you just making up? Just, but that's, that's the thing. That's is what it I mean. real? It probably yeah. is. Play the game. Is it real or is it not? It yeah. probably exists out there, man. Right. Uh, there, yeah. we, we, there was a series back there called Repenetrator. Fatter, Balder, Uglier. <laughs> what was that? Now, that is real. That was a thing, man. The it Shaw was Skank Redemption. Something. <laughs> Directed by the Shaw brothers. <laughs> I'll have to tell you guys some stories some days of some <laughs> like we'll we'll do it here on the show, but I'll tell you guys stories of some of the some of the, the scene where people. he's tunneling through shit is a whole other oh, gross. No. <laughs> no. Now we're gonna get back on track. This is the industrial episode, not the industrial, the industrial shithole. No. <laughs> uh hey, real quick, before we get started on the show proper, I want to let you guys know um on April the 16th, Sunday, the April the 16th, I will be out in Wooster, Ohio. I'm Wooster. actually going to drop a little ad here uh, for Operation Fandom. It's a it's a uh, con that's going to be taking out place out there. Operation Fandom is actually a store out there as well. It's a collectible and uh, collectibles, toys, uh, cards, that kind of thing. Uh, it's great looking store. It's great looking con. You guys should come out and say hi to me if you can. I'm going to go ahead and drop that in right here. 
So let's go ahead and let you hear all about Operation Fandom. The Operation Fandom Con is coming. Sunday, April the 16th in Wooster, Ohio. Toys, collectibles, gaming, trading cards, and so much more. Come on out and meet the cast of The Sandlot. Smalls, a.k.a. Tom Guyrie. Yeah, yeah, a.k.a. Marty York. And Squints, a.k.a. Chauncey Leopardi. Also going to be there, Daniel Logan, who you might know better as Boba Fett. Ari Lehman, the original Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, and Jim Swearingen of Kenner slash Star Wars fame. There's going to be food trucks, cosplay contests, and the artist alley. This thing is going to be epic. Check them out on Facebook. That's Operation Fandom for more information. Again, that's Sunday, April the 16th at 199 Vanover Street in Wooster, Ohio, from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Come on out and get your popcorn on. So there you go. If you guys can make it out, please come out and say hello. Say hello. Hello. Uh, to me at Operation Fandom. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, we might as well, well, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, again, we we talked a lot about it. We were just at Horror Hound. There'll be another one coming up in November. I think it's November. You might want to double check in the best yeah, place you can do November. that. Head over to their website, which is horrorhoundweekend.com. We may be at that as well. Uh, obviously, we're going to try. So uh, you guys should be paying attention to that. Hey, you know what's cool is uh, Bruce Campbell is going to be doing hosting a screening of um, Evil Dead 2 tomorrow night at the Taft Theater. I would really like to go to that, but I don't think that's – I know that's not that happening, but awesome. it would have been cool. We April tried to 13th through the 15th. What? Horror Hound Rewind. Live.horrorhound.com. Film, shorts, panels, yeah. concerts. So when they do that, they nice. they, they play stuff online like uh, movies and stuff, I think. So you guys could check yeah. that out as well. I might well. check that out. Yeah, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> August 18th through the 20th is the Indianapolis, Indianapolis uh, return going back okay. to the Indianapolis August, show. huh? They're, they're doing it really August early. August 18th through the 20th. Wow, yeah. that's early. That's really early. Usually it's Then uh, September... 30th through October 1st. Man, they're doing them early this year. Yeah. Um, They've already got some for 2024. I actually haven't even said this on the show yet. So we got some, I, real quick, got some cool, I'm going to be going to some cool concerts um, here coming up. I've got uh, I've got Billy Idol coming up, which is going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Me and nice. my wife and Stewie D are going to be going to that. And then my wife just surprised me the other day, guys. Uh, we were we went to see the Killers, and when we were there, uh, we were in Columbus, and they had a, a thing up on the wall uh, talking about upcoming concerts, and Peter Gabriel was coming, and I was like, man, I would love to go to that. So anyway, my wife then turns around and surprises me, and she bought me Peter Gabriel tickets, so I'll be going to see Peter Gabriel in concert soon, so that's really cool, too. I'm pretty yeah. excited and stoked. Um, we're going to give you guys the social media stuff here in a second, and you know what would be great is if you guys wrote in or called in and told us some of the concerts you were going to see this summer or some of the places or some of the concerts you got to see this summer. Let us know about it. We would love to hear all about it. So let's drop in this little social media clippy thing that um, Sir Matt made for us right here. And then we'll come back and we're going to get into our industrial music playlist. So here you go. We'll be back right after this. If you are a fan of the Mixtape Podcast, then you need to follow us on the social medias. And if you aren't a fan, well, then you should start listening. Become a fan. Then follow us on the social medias. Here is how you would go about that. 
The easiest way to find us is by heading to themixtapepod.com and scanning the link tree. Or you can follow the direct links to each one. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. We are on all of them. And you really should follow us because we interact with our listeners. We ask you guys to send your mixtape suggestions. We tease upcoming guests and events and a bunch more. Also, we have a voicemail line. You can call, sing us a song, leave us a message, tell us your thoughts for the show, whatever you want. That number is 513-437-2377 or 513-HERAD77. There it is. All the social media stuff you should know. And like always, remember to stay awesome. All right. So it's industrial shithole time, guys. We have uh, we have our industrial music playlist. This is going to be a good one. Um, of course, we put it out, 90s industrial music. We all put together our playlist like we always do. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you our songs, but we got a lot of feedback from the tapeworms on this one. It always strikes me weird. Because we'll put it out on the social media and we'll ask people to kind of give their own so that Matt can create the playlist for the show. Matt always puts together a playlist of not only what we come up with, but also what you, the fans, send us as well. And I never know when I put it out there, like, sometimes we get a buttload of of songs Mm -hmm. and sometimes we get a few. So it's weird. But we got a lot of interaction on this one. So we're going to start off this week with my list. And then we're going to go into your guys' list, and we're going to do what we always do. We're going to play a little clip of the song, give you some backstory about the song, and then tell you why we picked that song. And we're going to start off with me, uh, and uh, this is my first pick. The first thing you're going to notice this week is a lot of repeat bands. Um, <laughs> and it starts with this one right here. This is KMFDM, Juke Joint Jezebel. Uh, absolutely love this song. This is from their 1995 album, Nil. It's their probably, I, I'm going to guess their most widely known song to date. It's been in a buttload of movies, especially throughout the 90s. I think this was even in, I, I want to say this was even in the movie Bad Boys. So it's been in a lot of stuff. Had around 3 million copies of this song sold alone across various releases. Um, music for the song was written by primarily by KMFDM frontman uh, Sasha. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't know his name was Sasha. Oh, God. You but... hush. Um, <laughs> Kevin, you help me here because I think they're Russian, right? It's Sasha Konietzko. Konietzko? I think that's They're, close. Uh, German, yeah, that's but all right. Um, he actually asked returning band member Raymond Watts to write the lyrics for Juke Joint Jezebel. Kanetsku thought it. See, I like to use the last name, and on this one, I shouldn't have done that in my notes. I should have just went with Sasha. Right. <laughs> Sasha thought it sounded. Uh, I think the K might be silent. I was close. Why did you have to go mess K? with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which K? The, There's two. The K is silent. Yeah. 
There are two Ks. Just consider all silent. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't know if I can all silent Ks. Sasha used to be my nickname in Onitsko. Also known as Sasha K or Captain K, which would have worked for this. Yeah. Yeah. Our special K. Yeah, but why make it easy on myself when I don't have to? (laughs) Didn't you say that was your nickname in high school? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Special K. Um, well, here's the thing. Sasha didn't like the song. He didn't want it to be included on nil, but, uh, TVD, TVT records to whom KMFDM were signed at the time, uh, they wanted to put it on the album. So they were pretty sure it was going to become a hit. And guess what? Peaked at number 27 on the hot dance, sla- dance music slash club play chart, Matt. Cause last time mm-hmm. we had a thing with that whole situation. Um, First of all, I loved KMFDM. I like this band a lot, and I actually owned probably three or four of their albums in total. And there were a number of songs that I thought I could put on here. But this was always one that kind of like, I don't know. I always just thought it was a really fun song. Uh, I knew it a lot. Of course, Mortal Kombat. It was in Mortal Kombat. Like I said, I think it was in Bad Boys in the scene where they go into a club. So I just knew this song really well, and I thought it was a really good way to kick off an industrial music list i assume both of you guys know this song pretty well too um i know kmfdm fairly well but i don't really know any of their song titles do you did uh, and for the yeah. record i almost added some kmfdm on this list and then realized i don't know their song titles so <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm sure i've heard this song you know several times before but you know i never knew it was Done by KMFDM. Which I think, Kev, I think you have KMFDM on your list, as it were. I do, yeah. So do you guys know what supposedly KMFDM stands for? I've I've heard that it stood for Kill Motherfucker, Die Motherfucker. I've heard it stood for Kill Silent. Kill. <laughs> it's, it's a German. MFDM. <laughs> phrase, yeah. I've MFDM. always heard it stood for Kill Motherfucking Depeche Mode, and I'm sure all of that oh, is yeah. complete that, bullshit. Yeah. And it's probably just some shit people came up with. It's it's not at all. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah it's it's actually initials for a German phrase. Yeah, it makes way more sense. That mm-hmm. that means no majority for the pity or no pity for the majority. Oh. We'll see that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And knowing the style of music they do, um, which is yeah. very like anti establishment, I could that makes way yeah. more sense. Well, we're going to keep going with another band that's going to pop up numerous times on tonight's list. It's just the way it's going to be, guys. I think when you think industrial, I could have gotten way deep, and Matt went a little deep, and I thought about it, but I kept a little more mainstream with mine. I actually listened to a lot of industrial music in the 90s, so my brain was like, let's go pretty hardcore into this, and then I decided to just keep it a little more mainstream. Um, so we're going to hear a lot of the same bands repeat tonight, and you're going to probably hear this one again tonight, too. I mean, I had to keep it local with uh, Nine Inch Nails, because I don't know if you know this, but Trent Reznor yeah, small- is... Unknown local band, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. he's he is yeah. the Trent Reznor's from Ohio. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. So this is Perfect Drug by Nine Inch Nails. Again, there could have been a lot of different Nine Inch Nails songs, but this is actually one of my favorite uh, Nine Inch Nails songs. 
written by David Lynch uh, for I'm sorry, written for the David Wait, Lynch what? film, <laughs> written, <laughs> like, for, <laughs> written for David Lynch for the film Lost Highway, in case you did not know that. Uh, this song was released in 1997 on the Lost Highway soundtrack, as well as a single from the score. Uh, Trent Reznor is not a fan of the song at all. He has stated in the past, the least thing that I would play to somebody if they said, play me, you know, the top hundred songs, you, top hundred you've written. <laughs> Basically, okay. uh, that probably wouldn't be in the top hundred. I'm not uh, cringing about it, but it's not my favorite piece. Uh, but Trent, I, I love the song. I just, he's like not song, even the top right? hundred of his songs he's ever written. It's not yeah. like top five. He's like, doesn't even make a hundred. hundred songs. I mean, geez. Okay. Like, I've done 101 damn. songs. So. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> it makes that one. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm playing everything but this song. I, it's mm-hmm. kind of a curious thought now for me. Like how many songs has Is certain- it like a vault? Have certain people oh. written? I mean, you know, he's yeah. he does a lot of soundtrack scores and stuff now, which are also true. fantastic. You know, so, that is true. Yeah. And mm. I don't know. That's kind of an interesting thought. I actually love the song. I think Perfect Drug is probably one of my one of the best Nine Inch Nails songs. I actually really like Nine Inch Nails as well. So for me, Trent, we just, I guess we don't see eye to eye, man. But if you want to come on the show and defend yourself, uh, listener of the show, Trent Reznor, yeah. uh, come on. We'll, we'll yeah. talk about it, allegedly. Fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Allegedly. Uh, so come on. Come on with Linda Perry and uh, and Marky Mark and <laughs> all those people were apparently going <laughs> to. The, the ghost of Marvin Brian, Gaye. Brian Vander, Vander Ark. <laughs> ghost of, they won't leave us alone. Marvin Gaye won't leave us alone. <laughs> no, he would not. Uh, Just. Looks like Beetlejuice sometimes. So again, Just say his name three times, and an episode yeah. gets taken down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So I think it's when talking '90s industrial. There's obviously certain bands that kind of have to like, yeah, have to make the list. So Nine Inch Nails was amongst them. These are kind of the pioneers of industrial. Mm-hmm. Should we discuss? For the few people at home who don't know what industrial music is, what industrial music is. Please do, actually, yes. <laughs> yes, please. Are, are you saying that, Matt, because you don't fully understand? Or <laughs> please. Uh, somewhat, but to me, music is music a lot of times. And, mm-hmm. you know, specific genres kind of need a little bit of defining just to understand exactly what the, the specific sound is you're looking for. Well, I think... So. With industrial music, um, it's just that they're like the sounds are supposed to sound like, um, like they have that it's real being gritty made in a factory, yes, kind of, yeah. sure. Um, so would metal be industrial? No, there's not industrial metal though. So with That's industrial, you have mm. a lot of like weird random sounds used to create the music that don't really sound like they come from any instrument. Um, you get a lot of experimentation with sounds. There's a lot of um, uh, stuff going through processors and keyboards and, and things like yeah, that, which is why, yeah, which is why, but not your typical synthesizer sound. There's that real gritty, grungy yeah. music sound underneath it. I mean, you can always tell it when you hear it. Obviously, yeah. Nine Inch Nails is a good example of that kind of real mm-hmm. gritty sound that you get. So that's kind of what if defines there's any it. Kind of industrial country music. I, if not, you oh should God. create it. I should. Oh, my slide whistle. <laughs> and they're called Girth Brooks. Girth Brooks. 
Brooks. <laughs> girth. It just makes girth. Yeah, I remember. Girth. I remember when he was Girth Brooks. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, they called him Chris Gaines. Too much weight. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that was good. Yeah, that was <laughs> good. That was good. Uh, that was a good pun, man. I appreciate it. I hope that you came up with that on your own and didn't hear. I it did something. actually. That's yeah. all right. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna move on if we can. Uh, once again, we'll we'll actually, try. full honesty, I had a different list. Um, I didn't. I had some of these on it, but I had, as is always the case, I had songs on here that ended up being taken off for one reason or another, or one of you guys picked it, and I had so many that I was like, "This is okay." Uh, but all four of mine are pretty much um, what I would consider kind of the pioneers of industrial. So yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go. I mean, he's sort of like the you know David Crockett of industrial. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, the Johnny I, Appleseed of of a uh, you know slam dancing to synthesizers. Yeah, I kind of remember yeah. when uh, Trent Reznor killed him a bar when he was only three. Yeah. So that yeah. happened. So I get where you, I get the reference there. Um, let's go into my next band. Obviously, you guys are both gonna know this song. So here you go. This song came out in 1996. This is The Prodigy's Breathe. This was tough for me. This was the second single from their third album, Fat of the Land. I absolutely loved this album, so I'm not going to lie. It was just, okay, I'll pick one off the album. I I thought about Firestarter. I I thought about Diesel Power. It was tough for me, but I thought Breathe is probably the one people know the most, so we'll kind of go with Breathe. Um. Like I said, 1997 album, Fat of the Land, it became the group's uh, second consecutive number one hit in the UK and in the US. Uh, In the US, the song reached number 18 on the Hot Modern Rock Tracks chart. Uh, (laughs) You can't laugh every time I That pesky chart. (laughs) Yeah, I I try to get through it and hope you don't notice, and then I I hear you in the background all the time, Matt, like, and then I'm like, damn it. Damn it, he was actually listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this song actually returned to the Billboard charts later on. Do you know why? Or when? When this song uh, would Probably because of The Matrix or something. No. I'm thinking um, X-Men. It actually hit the charts again after Keith Flint's death. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It actually yeah. hit number 14 oh. on the dance slash electronic digital songs sales chart. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? On the last episode, Matt's like, where do they come up with these damn names? And then I read one. It's dance slash electronic digital songs sales chart. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, that's a thing. <laughs> and they're all confusing. That was 2019. And yeah, I kind of, I wasn't, like when we heard about that, it was kind of shocking. I don't think anybody knew that was coming. You know, like... You hadn't heard anything about Prodigy in a while, and then you know you find out Keith Flint died, and it was kind of a big yeah. bummer. Mm-hmm. So you know that uh, whiplash sword sound effect that you hear throughout the song? <laughs> yes, that was yeah. that was pretty damn impressive, Matt. That yeah, was. <laughs> well, I wanted to tell you where it came from, but apparently it was just Matt. it was just me. Yeah, <laughs> they hired Matt to do it. Uh, actually, it's I from, am the fire starter. It's I from am the twisted fire starter. <laughs> it's yeah. from the song "The Mystery." Of 
uh, chess boxing by the Wu Tang Clan. So it's sampled from from Wu Tang. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool too. Ain't nothing to fuck with. Right. No. Wu Tang's for the kids. (laughs) You know, it's funny because my niece, who just turned two, her dad bought her a little Wu Tang onesie. So (laughs) now that you say that, Wu Tang is for the kids. That is adorable. It was pretty cute. Uh, so I've got one more song on my list, and again, I'm rounding it out. You could take my list and go, well, these are the obvious industrial bands. And again, I thought really hard about maybe going a little more obscure. And then I was like, no, let's. I'll keep my mainstream this time. You know how it goes. Down the road someday we'll have a part two. But for now, I wanted to keep it mainstream, you know, so everybody kind of knew what to expect. And uh, yeah, this uh, this next one is obviously another... 90s industrial star. I will say this. Yes, I picked Marilyn Manson. This is rock and roll is dead. But I could have went way more industrial with Manson's stuff, and I didn't. I actually picked one of his least industrial-sounding songs, in my opinion. Uh, it was released as the third single from uh, their third studio album, Mechanical Animals, in 1998. It was written by the band's um, frontman, of course, Marilyn Manson. This is confusing because he's Marilyn Manson, but the band is also Marilyn Manson, which is a very weird thing. Uh, it was also written by Twiggy Ramirez, the bassist and keyboardist, Madonna Wayne Gacy. Um Everything this is this is from Marilyn Manson. This is what he had to say about the song and this album. Everything you hear nowadays is an offshoot of Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, or Ministry. There's just no great rock albums anymore. There's a lot of rock music out there, but it's very bland and disposable. <clears throat> a lot of people may say this record is over the top, pretentious, and theatrical, but that's what rock music is supposed to be about. So he kind of went into this one trying to change his image a little bit because he felt like that he was getting too theatrical and he didn't want to be remembered as like just like another Kiss ripoff type band. So the song was a little bit of a departure. Uh, you may remember it from the Matrix soundtrack because I think it was on there. Mm. It's <laughs> like it's either on the Crow, the Matrix, <laughs> or the Crow 2 soundtrack. Or Marilyn Manson. On the yeah. Forrest Gump soundtrack. Yeah. Or the... Lo- <laughs> what? No. But the Forrest Gump soundtrack was like the top-selling soundtrack of the 90s. Oh, yeah. So no kidding. It was kind of... Well, yeah. It, it was kind of hard not to be. It was all songs from, you know, the 60s, yeah. 70s, right. and I think Eight, 80s. I think it went into there. the 80s, yeah. yeah. I think so. And it's like a three-disc set. Yeah. I mean, we, you, oh, we've talked about it. You to. and I, we both owned it. <laughs> so yeah. it was a difficult one not to own. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there you go. Um, what do you guys think of my list? So we have some KMFDM, some Nine Inch Nails, some Prodigy, some Marilyn Manson. Pretty good list. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, I picked um, Rock and Roll is Dead. I actually like that song a lot. There are about four Marilyn Manson songs that I really get into, and I could have went with the most obvious on the list, and I'll just let you guys know now. Uh, that was Stewie D gave that as a tapeworms, like one he suggested. <clears throat> and that's Beautiful People, which I do love that song. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that would have been the obvious choice to go with. 
or or another one that we'll talk about here in a minute. <laughs> but for me, I was like, I'm going to go a little off the beaten path, and uh, I'm going to go with Rock and Roll is Dead. But again, maybe not his most industrial sounding song, I guess. But hey, I like it. Okay. It's got a good beat. It's good stuff. You can dance to it. Yeah. No, it's industrial enough. Really get you moving. Well, right. he's an industrial artist, so anyway. Uh, and a bit of a creep, but, you know. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. And a, and a bit of a creep, yes. Yeah. And a bit of a creep. Self, self-professed creep as well. Yeah. Now, so now we are going to go into KC's list. Um, oh, shit. This is pretty good, but again, he's going to hit on, I don't want to say that. He's going to hit on three kind of... Um, so okay, first full full disclosure. <clears throat> Kev has more. I gave Kev f- five songs, and there's a reason I let him have one because okay. I I wanted it to be talked about. Um, so his list is a little mainstream, but then he comes with a band that I hadn't really thought about because I never really considered them industrial, but they do kind of fall in the ranks. But he starts off with another of the hard hitters that probably needs to be mentioned whenever we're talking about uh, industrial bands from the 90s. Yep, yep. Rob Zombie, Dragula, uh, debut single. This is Rob Zombie's debut single after he left White Zombie. Um, honestly, it's always so hard for me to know which is a Rob Zombie and which is or a White, White zombie. zombie. He didn't really change yeah, his more, sound at yeah, all. I think more human than humans. White That's zombie, White Zombie. Right? Yeah, that's early yeah, on. Okay. Uh, but Dragula was his debut uh, solo single. Uh, recorded by Rob Zombie, it was released in August of 1998 as the lead single from his solo debut, Hellbilly Deluxe album. Uh, since its release, it has become Zombie's most recognizable song as a solo artist. It is also his best-selling song and has sold over 771,000 copies in the U.S. Uh, Zombie told Billboard magazine that the title came from the name of Grandpa Munster's uh, dragster, Dragula, in the Munsters. He goes on to say that it was a classic show with a great comic with great comic characters. Strangely enough, Dragula was one of the last songs finished for the record. It fell together really fast and worked, but it could just as easily not have been on the record. And uh, I like this series so much, I'm going to make a really crappy movie. Oh, no, that's not on there. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, but I'll let you let you talk about it. I didn't like it, man. I, no, I actually I. couldn't make it through it. I had to turn it off. I'm, I'm going to give it another chance. Can't do it. I, but... I tried uh, watching I the preview um, after. I didn't, I didn't even make do it that. that. No, no. I, I tried to watch the movie. the movie, made it halfway mm-hmm. through, and was like, no. Then the other night, I'm like, eh, maybe. And I, I turned the preview on, the trailer on mm-hmm. Netflix, and I'm like, no. Nope. I can't do it, man. Yeah. And it seems, like, great. it seems like that would have been. So it was weird to me because Rob Zombie picked like. The Munsters, and instead of giving it a darker, like, more Rob Zombie, he actually tried to make it exactly like the T, but really just didn't work for me. Just yeah. completely failed. Oh, God. So, Kev. Have, have you watched it, Kevin? 
I have not. I mean, I've heard stories that uh, I, I thought about I watching. I think I want to assign it to you. myself. You know? <laughs> yeah. I want to assign it to you. <laughs> so here's what I'll say. It's very colorful, yes, which is I agree. not what you expect with the monsters or for Rob's, most of it. Now, I know zombie. some of the later movies or yeah, or Rob Zombie. It is family friendly. Yes, it is. Uh, something also is not normally a Rob Zombie thing. I think that some of the humor stuck relatively in the same vein of the original. Yeah. Like I see what he was trying to do. I do too. But but it just fell short. All of, all three of us know my thoughts about the credits and how I nitpicked it. But again, if you're going to put a legacy character or legacy actor in a movie that you are paying tribute to, spelled their fucking name right. Yeah. That's the thing that stuck in Matt's crawl the most. It was they mm-hmm. misspelled a name. And I actually just saw him not too long ago. Butch um, Patrick. The other thing that... How is he? He's a nice guy. I mean... Yeah, I've met him several times. I think he actually lives in Kansas City, or Kansas City area, at least. The movie felt Uh, like He he does a lot of appearances around here. It felt like a bad made-for-TV movie to me. Like one of the monsters made-for-TV movies? Yes, but it was weird. Mm. And you heard he's doing a third Halloween, right? Why? I guess because he wants to finish out his trilogy. I don't know. Uh, But with all that being said, that is... (laughs) Not why Kevin picked the song, I assume. Kevin, why did you go with Dragula by Rob Zombie? It's a great song. Because I'm a big fan of the monsters. I, I got to <laughs> love them. But, now, I mean, Dragula is just, you know, back when I was in high school when this song came out. Not high school. I would say college, actually. Um, yeah, I just remember driving in my, uh, my old 87 T-Bird, just bopping my head to this. Yeah. God, I wish you still had an 87 T-Bird that you drove around in. That oh, would be, dude, I think it was like a boat. That would be badass. Driving around. I know, but I want to see Cruz up in an 87 deeper. Like, yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool as hell. You know, it's weird because I don't, I, I could tell you a lot of the lyrics of the song and I have no idea what it's about. So <laughs> it's inspired by a car, about, but it is not about the car. So it's very weird. It's about dig through the dishes, burn, burn through, through the, the witches, witches, and slam and in the slam back. Slam in the back. So is it. I don't get the dig through the ditches part. You burn no. through the witches, and then are you fucking in the back of this car? After you, after you dig some ditches and burn some witches? <laughs> I mean, are you, okay. YOLO, are you, right? Uh, <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> no, not if you're a vampire. Right. Yeah. Yeah. YOL many Yol, times. <laughs> YOL too? Yeah. YOL too. YOL at least a second time? Uh, Kev, you have another song on your list, so let's get to I it. I do. Yeah, and Kev uh, went to a returning person here. Kevin uh, picked another song, maybe the second most famous song, maybe, from this person. I don't know. You decide. Back to Marilyn Manson, this is Dope Show, released in September of 98 as the lead single from their third studio album, Mechanical Animals, so we're going back to that one, with lyrics by Marilyn Manson and music composed by Twiggy Ramirez. After the release of Antichrist Superstar in 1996, like I said, Manson really wanted to shift his image a bit. Um, He wanted to be 
uh, not just re- consigned to the theatrical kiss thing. Like I said, he didn't want to be compared to Kiss and Alice Cooper and say that's all he did, um, which mm-hmm. is weird because I think that's what most people think. Um, but he was really trying to gain more casual rock and pop fans. Um, and he didn't want to be thought of as so much of a, a cartoon character. I don't think that that worked for him. I think that he's always been kind of thought of as that cartoon character. Right. So, Some might say he's the Bill Cosby of rock and roll. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, wow. You might. <laughs> um, wow. I will say that he said that for this album and um, this album specifically, that he wanted to that he, he wanted to take more inspiration from like David Bowie, uh, adopting more of a similar hairstyle and wardrobe to Bowie. I don't know. I guess I don't see it, but sure. He glammed up for the video. Yeah, for that. the video, but I don't. It's definitely not something he kept with. It's just it's yeah. just for the video. Uh, I'm so sure he, still he has definitely uh, in his closet somewhere. He yeah, he made that yeah, appearance in that Apex Twin whatever. video. It doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> Gotta let out that dope show outfit. Um, So the dope show was envisioned by Manson as we are the world for drug addicts. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Twiggy Ramirez describes the track as a ripoff of the Iggy Pop song Night Clubbing and uh, that takes influence from the music of T-Rex and Oasis, which is... I don't know, sure. man. I'm just telling you what Twiggy Ramirez said. <laughs> I don't. I don't try to explain it. Uh, right. I get the. I get the Iggy Pop and the T Rex stuff. I don't hear Oasis, but hey, what do I know? Uh, three weeks prior to the release, the official release of the song, it was actually played on a radio station in New York and in Los Angeles. Then, surprise, surprise, the dope show was leaked to the internet by a fan. Uh, with MTV News describing the leak as near CD quality. I often wonder if it was legitimately a leak or if it was Mm. some sort of uh, publicity thing. Who knows? Uh, The song was nominated for Best Hard Rock Performance at the 41st Grammy Awards, and Spin ranked it as the third best single in their 1998 end-of-the-year list and 17th in their 2018 retrospective. The 88 Best Alternative Rock Song of 98. Uh, the music video would later win the best cinematography in a video category at the 1999 MTV Video Music Awards, and it would also win two Billboard Music Awards. So, I mean, the song did really well for them. So, I mean, yeah, I guess changing your style didn't hurt too bad, Marilyn. Uh, Kev, why'd you pick the yeah. Dope Show? I don't know. I mean, I, it's just, I don't know, a catchy ditty, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's just he just uh, turned into Norm McDonald. It's a catchy ditty. That guy's uh, kind of a jerk, though. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, if you ask me. That's the worst. We're doing the worst Norm McDonald impression. <laughs> yeah, you're you're doing the worst. I'm not. I'm not participating in this. Nonsense. Kevin's wasn't good either. So <laughs> oh, oh heaven I forbid to say either but either of you heaven were forbid that. Matt would participate in the nonsense because that never mm, happens. Right. If I recall the last episode, Matt, there was a lot of singing like Aaron Neville and, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you partook, my friend. <laughs> I did. I just know my limits. And Norm MacDonald is not an impression I can oh, do. <laughs> but Aaron uh, Neville is. <laughs> no, that one's just fun to try. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fun to try. 
<laughs> He's like, now Aaron Aaron Neville, I can do. But I got that down pat. Mm-hmm. I sound just yeah. the fuck like him. And yeah, I got holster. Oh, yeah. And know? I just bought a leather vest with fringe on it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a Feels big great in the wind. And a giant feather earring. <laughs> yeah. Like and a big bowl. Yeah, I was gonna say glued a, a no, you know, no. You guys piece of paper on my face. <laughs> I just ask you, you, please don't do blackface. But other no. than that, everything else is good. But <laughs> the white Aaron Neville. There you go. Oh God, he just AKA won't. Horatio Sand. <laughs> oh man, we got more mm-hmm. songs. <laughs> yeah, we do. Our tangents yep. are some of the parts that when I go back to edit, I just sit there and laugh and laugh because and then this... cut them out. No, I usually don't <laughs> no. cut the, too many of them out, man. You guys say funny shit that I don't always hear, so <laughs> that's what I like. <laughs> like. I don't always hear it till I go back and listen, and I'm like, ah, I didn't hear that. That's great. <laughs> uh, okay, so this next band on Kev's list, um, I never really considered industrial. Um, I don't know why. It just never really hit me that they were, but this particular song is considered, well, uh, they're definitely considered an industrial band, and this song is considered kind of a, um, there's a little controversy about this song. Well, that's because the K is silent. Best part is, is when he said the K is silent. Matt had no idea it was going to be KLF. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so this is KLF, 3 a.m. Eternal. Um, this is the Stadium House version from 1991. This is taken from their fourth and final studio album, The White Room, from 1991. Uh, numerous versions of the song were released as singles between 89 and 92. In January of 1991, an Acid House pop version of the song became an international top 10 hit, uh, reaching number one in the UK, uh, number two on the UK dance singles chart, and number five in the US. Um, It also led to the KLF becoming the internationally biggest selling uh, single from, I'm sorry, singles band from 1991. In 1992, at the Brit Awards, they performed this song live, and um, they caused a little bit of a controversy by flashing all these anti-establishment gestures and then firing off machine gun blanks over the heads of the executives in the audience. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is bold as F. It's That's rage yeah. against the machine yeah. level bold. Which yeah. is weird. No, rage against the machine is probably just like... Right. I, I see what you did there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's weird? Wow. What's weird is when I think of KLF, it's I don't think of them firing off machine gun blanks. Neither so do I. I think of apparently. Tammy Wynette and <laughs> All Bound for Moo Moo Land and <laughs> Justified and Ancient. <laughs> That's what I think of. And so it never really hit me like, oh, these guys are these guys are hardcore, man. So right. Uh Okay, great band and a great song. I don't really think about them enough. I want to tell you a real quick, real, real, real quick thing before I ask you why you chose them, though. Uh, Hold up. I just found photos of them doing that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So 
what's really weird about this is I'm putting together the industrial list, and I'm I'm often thinking ahead of other possible lists, or I come up with weird songs, and I try to figure out what kind of playlist could we do to have this song on it. And I mm. actually was thinking about, and not thinking industrial in any way, but I was thinking about Justified and Ancient. I'm like, I want to do something where I get to talk about that. And then Kev, like, <laughs> gives me his list, and I'm like, okay, LF. That's weird. <laughs> like, it was, I'm talking the same day, so it kind of blew my mind. Kev, why 3AM Eternal? Well, you know, I was kind of, like, second-guessing myself as soon as I, you know, wrote this list down. I was thinking, like... KLF, are they industrial? Are they not? Oh, that's what so that song is definitely considered industrial. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they kind of there, but they almost fall into the. So they're early, and they're earlier mm-hmm. than most. So I'm. They're almost like the the band that started leaning in that direction. So they they definitely have that kind of like techno, like '90s techno thing going too. And they could yeah. they could fall into techno, mm-hmm. but they. Some of this stuff, especially like this song, has a little more industrial vibe. So this song is considered industrial from when I looked it up. So I'm just going to tell you what everybody else says. So Yeah, it's a great song. I remember watching this, um, uh, let's see, this video, the video for this song, along with the video for, um, let's see, uh, another uh, uh, KMFDM's uh, video. So it's uh, like back to back. Yeah. So they're like playing them in a block or something on MTV. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great song, man. Great, great oh, thank song. Thank you. Yeah. yeah I, I actually just found the video of it. Of them firing well. off the blanks. Yeah. The actual performance at the, at the awards. Apparently, it scared a lot of people. <laughs> you don't say. Right. I guess when you don't know they're going to do it, especially. It's like surprise. That's yeah. some that's some baller rock star move right there. That is, uh, I gotta admit, that is badass. Oh, so, they they cut it out apparently of the live broadcast, but yeah, oh. there's, there's photos of it. Uh, but yeah, oh, it's, it's I'm pretty, sure it's kind of pretty be out intense there somewhere, right? You know, to watch the video. Yeah. Um. So we go I'll back. Send you guys, the link. Yeah. We go back to another band here again with the K being silent for Kevin's next pick. <laughs> Yep, KMFDM is back, this time with a drug against the war. This is from their 1993 album, Angst. It was released as a single prior to the album. Um, A a music video featuring animated depictions of the band's previous album covers and singles was made for this single and was subsequently shown on the MTV cartoon Beavis and Butthead in July of 1994. The song includes several militaristic samples, The primary one, in which someone calls for the bombing of enemy troops, comes from a live news broadcast about the Gulf War. Uh, The lyrics mix social criticism with regular references to war, and the instruments simulated the sound of missiles and gunfire. A Drug Against War was ranked number 47 on Coma Music Magazine's 101 Greatest Industrial Songs of All Time. This is one where I could see them firing off machine guns, and yet I don't think they did it. Uh, Kev, uh, what made you pick? chicken out. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you it's, call uh, yourself hardcore. Yeah. Right. Come on, KMF. No, KLF. You ain't fired up. You're the PM Dawn. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Man up. 
You're like hippies compared you're, to KLF. You're no KLF. You're not even a PM <laughs> I think that the the, the drastic flowers and shit. The, the drastic difference yeah. between what one was preaching and what the other was preaching is. <laughs> Yes, flowers and shit and all this, you know, peace, inner peace and stuff. And right, and, I don't know. I mean, PM Don used to go out like that. I mean, I saw <laughs> that one dude like choke somebody out. KMF PM Don, KMF PM. That is difficult for me because you know, uh, after Prince B died, they they have another guy that like joined the band in his place, and for some weird reason, they re-recorded "Set Adrift on Memory Bliss." with the new voice and I can't do it. Like, I'm like, no. Mm, and what's weird yeah. is if you get on Spotify and try to listen, that's the version you get. Oh, F that. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, why would they KMF do that? KMF that. <laughs> right. Oh no. Nice. Uh, Matt, the K silent. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> MF that. <laughs> There's a lot of like, just letters for industrial band names. Have you noticed that? Mm. Yeah. KLF. KLFDMFDM. I, mean, I guess that's the T R O D I G Y mix. I mean, even though they're not industrial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, I, uh, Kev, why did you pick this song? Why a drug against the war? Well, because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a nice song with a catchy beat. <laughs> uh, I kind of like it. He just stands there in the corner and just snaps his fingers while he listens yeah. to KMFDM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Smooth jazz. Smooth. Kevin Coleman. So by KMFDM, A Drug Against War. That was his four, but he sent a... We always send... So what we do is we send five, and uh, we yeah, give a safety a in case somebody mm-hmm. else picks one of our songs. But I couldn't leave your safety off, man, because this song to me is so damn good. Yes. And what's weird is we, we've talked about both of these artists tonight in one way or the other, even though one is not an industrial artist. We have already talked about him. And I think it just shows how much he influenced the world of music. So here is Kevin's safety. <sighs> All right, so Kevin brings it with a little David Bowie. This is I'm Afraid of Americans, released as a single from his album Earthling on October 14th, 1997 through Virgin Records. Um, So this song was actually written by David Bowie and Brian Eno and originally recorded during the sessions for Bowie's 1995 album Outside. So this version was released on the soundtrack um, of the 1990 film Showgirls, the song was then remade during the sessions for Earthling um, with his then-current band, guitarist Reeves uh, Gabriels, uh, pianist Mike Garson, bassist Gail Ann Dorsey, and drummer Zach Alford. The remake was recorded between August and October of 96 at, at Looking Glass Studios in New York and fe- featured some rewritten lyrics, things like that, overdubs, transposed verses, and then they added the industrial and techno track, which was... Uh, created by and performed by Trent Reznor. So we've talked about Bowie tonight. We've talked about Trent Reznor tonight. And I think really the version with Trent Reznor is the only version I've ever heard. I've never heard 
Same here. The yeah. one without. Yeah, another Rye. I've added both of them to the playlist just now. Oh, that's because cool. Because I, I really want to hear both. Me too. Me so. too. So that's great. Mm-hmm. So I'll go and listen to it as well. That's pretty awesome. Um, so the song is a critique of America through the eyes of stereotypical Johnny, as they call him. Um, following its release on the album, Virgin Records issued the song as a maxi single in North America, uh, only with six different remixes on it. The remixes were mostly created by, like I said, Trent Reznor. Uh, Rolling Stone named it one of the 30 most essential songs of Bowie's catalog. The single peaked at number 66 on the Billboard Hot 100 and spent 16 weeks on that chart. It was the final Bowie single to chart on the Hot 100 until 2015. Fucking love this song. Um, you mentioned mm-hmm. something about the video store and meeting somebody there. Yeah, Questionable Mike, guy that used to do a show with us, uh, is actually who introduced me to I'm Afraid of Americans. <clears throat> so he said, man, have you heard this Bowie song? And I'm like, no, I actually haven't. And he hands me like a CD and says, check out this song. And I was like, oh, my God, this is wonderful. Kev, why did you pick it? Well, it's a great song. It's a nice beat to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I was going to say, man, they're all like that? Wow. Yeah. Well, he does have a great beat to it. but Yes, it does. I don't know. I mean, it's just like it's just so damn funky. Yeah. You know, it's just the beat. I, I'm not sure what the Bowie version sounds like, but with Trent Reznor in the mix doing his thing, accompanying it it's pretty damn good also uh-huh. so prolific that this came out in like 97 and the rest right. of the world is gonna be singing it now yeah, yeah. um now school kids are singing it now oh whatever lord oh <laughs> sad but true it's such a good anyway. song i mean yeah. Bowie just, he's one of those guys that just recreated himself, but never lost the Bowie sound. I We said the same thing yeah. about Tom Petty, never lost that Tom Petty sound. But right. David Bowie did this right up to the end, man. Like, yeah. he would release something every freaking decade from, like, the 60s on up, and you're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep going, dude. And it makes me sad to think, like, what would he, like, he'd probably release something, you know, this year that would have blown oh, yeah. minds. So. Yeah. Um, and I think when you start looking at the influence Bowie had on musicians everywhere, like, is there anyone that just like any musician that would not say they were inspired by David Bowie? I doubt it. It would be, yeah. it would be weird if they did. Right. So, so now we're going to, uh, he's, he's one of those people though, to, you know, to keep going on about David Bowie for a second. Yeah. Uh, he's one of those people that like, By all there's means. so much music from him as well that even like a casual fan can like go and just do a deep dive and find, you know, one of his lesser known songs sure, and really enjoy it. Um, and, and I've, I've talked about the life aquatic with Steve Zissou before, but like that entire soundtrack is all covers of David Bowie songs. And it's like, you, you hear them and you're like, okay, I know this is a David Bowie song, but it's being sung in Portuguese, <laughs> which is really bizarre. But at the end they play, an original David Bowie song. Like it's not a cover. It's just queen bitch. And I'd never heard that song before I saw that movie. And I went back and I was like, okay, this is a catchy ass song. So if you've never heard queen bitch, look it up. It's great. Um, has nothing to do with nineties industrial music, but uh, it's all about David Bowie and yeah, David Bowie. We've talked about him so many, like, 
mm-hmm. the people that have He's done, not coming after us. No. Come on, Marvin Gaye, fuck the, off. The people that have done... <laughs> Matt! <laughs> <laughs> Probably not helping. <laughs> oh, God. They're going to factor that into the algorithm. <laughs> right. So, add, a, add a fun little waka waka bleep on that one, too. That'd be really fun. Meanwhile, so, AI Marvin Gaye is hunting for Matt right now. <laughs> fucking RoboCop version yeah, of right. Marvin Gaye. <laughs> fucking Terminator coming back from the past. What I think is interesting is, like, we've talked about this on the show before, the fact that, like, <laughs> there have been a couple of people that have done remakes of their songs and had huge hits with them. Uh, one is Nirvana, and then, Matt, you were saying... The Wallflowers. The Wallflowers with Heroes. Yeah. And they both had hits with those songs, and what's cool about them is when you listen to their version, it doesn't take anything away from Bowie's version, but you you still really like them. You know, you still really like the remakes. They're great, but then you can go back and listen to the original. I don't know. They just, they play really well. Bowie's just sort of iconic. So, eh, you know, glad you put them on your list, Casey. Oh, thank you. Uh, no, yeah, no, no, fantastic. no, no, no. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you, Kevin. Well, thank you. It's no, very much appreciated. no, no, no. No, thank you. Uh, and Matt, yeah, thank you, because now we're going into your list. So thank you for doing a list. I appreciate this. Oh, cool. Actually, right. you have a couple of really great songs on your list as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Matt has three songs and then a fourth. But I stole the fourth <laughs> for me and Matt because we both had it. And I was like, oh, okay. this is such a, such a fucking good song. Uh, but Matt's first song, we're going right back to the well again uh, with this one. From Matt. Here we go. This is March of the Pigs by Nine Inch Nails from their second studio album, The Downward Spiral. Came out in 1994. Uh, this was released as the album's lead single. The song's high energy, analog to a previous Nine Inch Nails track, uh, I'm sorry, analogous to a previous Nine Inch Nails track, uh, <laughs> which was Wish. It segued by two piano breakdowns. It has made it a staple, uh, of Nine Inch Nails. He performs this live a lot in concert, which is weird. Uh, he has said that of his hundred favorite songs, this one doesn't. <laughs> even, I'm just kidding. Never said. It. <laughs> I was gonna say, is he just ranking a hundred of his songs? That's um, all he's doing. This is actually one of their shortest songs. Uh, it clocks in at just under three minutes. So for Nine Inch Nails, this is a very short song. Uh, March of the Pigs is widely considered one of their best songs. In 2020, Kerrang! and Billboard ranked the song number three and number six, respectively, on their list of the greatest Nine Inch Nail songs ever. Matt, you picked March of the Pigs. Do you want to tell us why? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's it's off of, honestly, probably one of the most iconic albums of the 90s, for one. I love the Downward uh, Let alone an industrial album, but, you know, Downward Spiral was just huge. Like, everybody that I knew owned the downward spiral and just, you know, closer is a great song, Yeah, but March of the pigs, just eh, something about it. That's just a Mm -hmm. little bit more ramped up and just intense. It's definitely a lot Uh, higher energy than closer. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 
So, but yeah, it's a, it's just one that, you know, has kind of stuck out to me over the years and, uh, I have to keep going back to this. It's another one that I, I have a few cover versions <laughs> of that, you know, well, Matt, come if it, out with everyone's if it makes you feel better, I did not have this on a compilation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just no had the downward that. spiral. Um, yeah. We talked last week about the Butthole Surfers and Electric Larry Land and how kind of iconic that album cover was. Downward Spiral was another one of those, like you you just saw it all the time. That might be a really yeah. cool episode to do. I know it sounds weird, but iconic album covers, and then we'll just talk about the album, but covers yeah. that really stuck in your mind. And, and Downward Spiral was one of those, man. Like you said, it was kind of everywhere there for a minute. And I also, most of the people I know had it. So great, great album and a really cool song. A little bit different track to pull off of it. Like, like I was saying with with pick and rock, rock and roll is dead. Could have went a little more mainstream, and uh, I like that you went with something mainstream but a little off the beaten track. So yeah, uh, the next one on here was uh, well, it, it's the pain in the ass I had this week, and I always have to leave it to Matt for that. So here you go, Matt. This is Downside by Clank and uh, Matt. Thanks a lot for giving me another song with little info that I could find. <laughs> oh yeah, this one was released in January of 1997 on on Tooth and Nail. Clank is an American yeah. industrial metal and groove metal band that originated out of Long Island, New York, in 1993. In 1995, Clank signed with Tooth and Nail Records and began to work on the project's debut album, Still Suffering. Uh, to prove his dedication to working hard, how do you say it? Diolosa? Diolosa? Signed his question. contract in his own blood. Okay. Uh, yeah, Downs- dedication. Downside was released as an EP in 1997. All right. I didn't know this song, Matt. I do like it. I listened to it and I was like, all right, yeah, yeah. I, I, could, I could dig this. But finding information about this was not easy. So why did you pick it? Just to piss me off? <laughs> uh, no. Like, Actually, I, I thought there was a lot more. Matt's like, here's how I fuck with Jason. History of it. <laughs> um, oh, by the so way, Matt. We, Matt, I yeah. just want to say, you do this to me a lot. And it's one of the things I appreciate about you. <laughs> I really yeah, do. you're, you're welcome. You're I do. Welcome. I actually, he, I'm like, damn it. He gave me a little bit harder one to find, but it just means yeah. we get to talk about this, something not as. This one was completely unintentional to, to be difficult. <laughs> oh, is it intended um, sometimes? <laughs> sometimes, yeah. No, um, you're a like, ah, Do the research. <laughs> Got him. Got him. All right. So, no, um, for, for this one, okay, we've, we've talked about it in the past, like, I I had the Christian music version of history in my life where, you know, oh, I want to listen to, you know, Nine Inch Nails, but yeah. oh, what, what exists that, that's more Christian? Uh, clank. You get, you get Clank. And this is one that I actually had on a compilation album. That specific song, and then I went out and actually bought the cassette of this, and I actually still have it somewhere in my house. So what's um, what's weird about what you just said yeah. is in half of my research I saw that they were like Christian and half of my research I read mm-hmm. that that was total bullshit and was not true I wouldn't be surprised about that either. He signed his yeah. contract in his own blood, Matt. <laughs> yeah, cuz why not, you know? He's like, I'm going to be super 
dedicated. Not the blood of Christ. I mean, there's also the blood of the lamb, you know. (laughs) Right. Exactly, you know. Signed it in the blood of the lamb, guys. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, looking back on a lot in, in this, you know, not to not to go too far down the Christian music rabbit hole on this, but there's a lot of that. Like looking back, you know, how many of the bands were actually right? You know, actually Christian bands. A or lot of them. The ones who mainstream. were just like, hey, they're going to sign us. They like, let's do this. so many of them shifted mainstream, and, yeah. it, and to me, it was all about money. Like it, it yeah, had right. to be right. Um, yeah. So that's that's a well, very interesting Maranson topic. The early years. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> um, I'm gonna see if I can find the album. The oh, they did. It, they're on a tribute to Striper. They did a cover of "The Way" by Striper. Interesting. Um, yeah. I oh, here we go. It was the compilation album was called "Songs from the." Yeah. Let me try that again. Songs yay! From the no, no, no! Box. Yay! Yeah! 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 Uh huh. It wasn't me. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I gotta say, wild. I don't think it's ever Matt. <laughs> it's very rare. Yeah. Yeah. It I like rare. that you threw in the Shaggy reference. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was uh, Songs from the Penalty Box from 1997 is when I, I got that. Uh, but it, it appears, <clears throat> according to their uh, Wikipedia, they also in 2000 appeared on a Van Halen tribute album called running with the devil doing a cover of I'll wait. Hmm. See, so they're kind of all over the place tracking that down. So clank yeah. is all over the place. So yes, they are. That <laughs> was, it was just not something that I had ever really heard in, in that like genre of music, not, not industrial, but just like sure. Christian music. Sure. And there was, there's like a ton of other bands that were on that compilation album that I, I listened to a lot. And I was like, I got to I got to check out this other band. And, uh, yeah, I, I ended up really getting into clank for a while. So. <laughs> ended up in the clank for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a Which, real way, industrial say, uh, So, yeah, uh, the singer from clank was also in a different, uh, industrial band called circle of dust, which was like a much more well-known Industrial. Yeah, band. that sounds familiar, so, but I've never heard of Clank, and I liked yeah. Industrial, so yeah, fell outside of my wheelhouse, man. Yeah, it was a cool song though. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's enjoyable. Ah, Good stuff. Matt goes a little more mainstream on this next one, uh, but still a little outside. A band I really, really enjoyed in the '90s, though. That uh, this song kind of hit big, but I think most of the rest of their stuff didn't. But uh, they reminded me a lot of another band that Matt's going to talk about here in a moment that uh, was going to make my list too, which we'll talk about after this one. So this is Save Yourself by Stabbing Westward. Um, This was released as the second single from their 1998 album, Darkest Days. So in a 2020 interview with Song Facts, lead singer Christopher Hall said about this song, said, we had a song on our record called Sleep, which was a song about a girl who had been molested and what she did to try to deal with that on a nightly basis. Apparently that song touched a lot of people that had similar experiences. They all reached out to me at shows and letters and in emails which was just starting to become a thing back then. They all had these tragic stories. 
I just felt like everyone was looking to me for some sort of answer because not only did we have sleep, but we had uh, songs about mental illness and depression and dealing with hard times and loss and things like that. And everyone thought that since I had written these songs that I had found the answer. I hadn't. That's what Save Yourself was about. I know nothing. I'm right here with you feeling the same things you're feeling. You have to figure it out yourself. So, um, all right. Yeah. Um, at the time, it felt like a selfish song, like, I can't help you. Sorry. But I was trying to help them by saying, you can only help yourself. So, mm. that's what this song is about, which I did not know. Uh, Love the song. I'm a big fan of Stabbing Westward, actually. A huge fan of Stabbing Westward. I was led to them because of another band, which we will talk about in a minute. But before we do, Matt, why did you choose Save Yourself by Stabbing Westward? As far as like 90s music goes, this one was impossible to get away from. Uh, It was literally in the trailer for every teen horror movie that came out in the 90s. (laughs) Like, it's in The Faculty. It's in... Probably scream. It's in probably. I know what you did last summer. Probably. Yeah. I don't think it's It's probably in every movie. Um, but yeah, there's, there's actually another podcast that I listened to a while back that talked about, you know, that particular song. And, uh, they actually had the singer from stabbing Westward come on and, and talk about his career. Uh, after they had mentioned the song so many times, they're like, we actually got a hold of him. He's gonna, he's coming on the show. And he came on and he was just like, yeah, man, like we, we stayed together because of movie soundtracks that came out that all had that song on there. Hmm. Um, probably like teaching Mrs. Tingle is another song that's, you know, it's probably on that soundtrack. Um, <laughs> you're naming every Kevin Williams. Am I really? Wow. Um, okay. You named scream teaching Mrs. Tingle and it's the faculty. I believe is also Kevin Williams. Hang on so. a second. I gotta look those up. Yeah. Stabbing westward. But anyway, on there, he actually mentions, and I was going to bring it up here as well, because I think the world needs to know about it. Um, they released an album in 2020 called hallowed hymns. That's all covers, right? Um, they did burn by the crow from, or no burn by the cure from the crow soundtrack. Uh, every day is Halloween by, uh, another industrial band ministry. They did the killing moon by echo and the Bunnymen, echo and the like Bunnyman, a yeah. remix of, of burn as well. And it's really cool hearing stabbing Westward doing the cure. Hmm. I'll so have to check, check that, that out. out. Cause I'd probably like yeah. that one a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty fantastic. I will say, Matt, I don't remember, uh, the original list you sent over now. But what I do remember is you gave me four songs and a safety. And the safety happened to be on my list as my safety. Yeah, I remember but you uh, one going, of your, uh, no, that's mine. But No, no, <laughs> I let you have it, but, I, oh. but, the, but I'm taking a little credit for it because the, the whatever the four song you sent was actually not from the 90s. I just don't remember what it was. I remember looking it up and going, yeah, this is from like 2001 or something like that. But luckily you'd given me the safety – so I'm like, well, I'm going to let him have the safety, and then I'll just put something else on my list. But I love this song. Actually, I love this band. And what I actually considered doing was just picking another song from this band. And I was like, no, we'll just we'll talk about it with these guys. And this band, your last song, is actually the band that helped me find Stabbing Westward because I was a fan of this band. And they only had, like, the one album. 
and I wanted to hear similar stuff. So here is your final song. So this is Guilty by Gravity Kills. This is from 1996. The song was released uh, on their self-title album. It was featured in the film Seven. Um, it was also featured in... No, I think this one was in Seven. Uh, the song um, Goodbye was fil- was featured in Mortal Kombat. What's weird about that song, which I almost put on my list, was the Mortal Kombat version is not the same version on the album. And to the best of my knowledge, you can't find the version that was in Mortal Kombat anywhere, which is weird. Mm-hmm. At least I've never been able to find it, but I've heard it plenty of times. Uh, I think you could get it on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. I take that back. I'm sorry. But was never featured on one of uh, Gravity Kill's actual albums. Uh, this song was given uh, very heavy airplay after it's released. It peaked at number 24 on the Billboard Modern Rock Chart, number 39 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Chart, number six, or 86 on the Billboard 100 Chart. Uh, Guilty, to the best of my knowledge, is the only song that most people, like that scored on any charts, and probably the only song most people know by Gravity Kills. But I was a huge fan of the band. So I went out searching for more stuff, and that's kind of, they have a very similar sound to Stabbing Westward, and that's how I kind of discovered them. Matt, why did you pick Guilty by Gravity Kills? Uh, Well, there's another compilation album. Uh, find for me, and it's one that you and I have discussed many times, including on this show. It's the X Games Volume One Music mm-hmm. from the Edge soundtrack. Yeah, I forgot Ooh. it was on there until you just said that. Yep. yep, it's track number two, great... right after Red Hot Chili Peppers Higher Ground. Listen, man, Damn, if you guys, where's my surge? If you guys, yeah, but you, seriously, that album is killer. Put a Mentos on the bottom, like it is a killer <laughs> album. You guys should go out and grab it. It's, I know you can buy mm-hmm. it, like. I'm sure somebody's put it together as a playlist on Spotify, but you can buy it off Amazon too. And it's it's a fantastic yeah. album. So just go retro with it. Um, go get yourself a, a disc man. Yeah. Some wired headphones. Hell yeah. A pair of Jinko jeans. <laughs> put it in the back pocket with your skateboard in the other back pocket. Because they're big enough for that. To your, uh, to your wall. You gotta have a chain. Yeah, yeah it's gotta be a Bleach chain. Bleach your hair, spike it up, Just get part some wrap around white Oakleys. Put those on there. You, Put on your Limp Biscuit T-shirt. You're gonna spike just your go, hair. Just go shred it up in the in the skate park. You're not gonna bleach yeah, your hair. You're gonna spike kills. it and frost the tips, man. Yeah, correct. Frost those yeah. tips, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. you just '90s all over the place. Like you yeah. you <laughs> like you drank in orbits yeah. and mm-hmm. shat '90s is what you just did. Go home and eat some pizza rolls. Watch Tiny Toon Adventures. Yes. Yeah. You are just describing yeah. the best. That's just life. a good day, That's man. That's just awesome a good day. fucking day. Oh god, that was like uh, this, man. Hell yeah! My wife yeah, talks about a bowl of fruit and fiber. Yeah. My wife talks about Jinko oh, jeans all the time and how much she hates that they're kind of they're kind of making a little bit of they're a comeback, coming back a little bit. Maybe really? not to that uh, degree. They got pretty crazy now, like carried away with how wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some wide leg jeans, but never like that. You can't that. tell if that person actually has feet or yeah. if they're skating. Mine or not. were never right. like that, man. It's the they always got the soaking wet in the puddles. And you got to put your Doc Martens on underneath it. well that was all of our lists please of course write us or email us and call us and all that good stuff and let us know what you thought uh, if you thought something should be added on or not we had 
some tapeworms, uh, tell us what they would add on. As is always the case, Matt's going to create a playlist of this one as well. And if you guys write in or call in and tell us stuff, he will add it. So uh, Mike Brinkman, who's uh, become quite the quite the contributor. Actually, a lot of these people contribute quite a bit. He says, head like a hole by Nine Inch Nails, which, uh, again, you know, great. Also great fantastic. Song. So uh, could have easily made just about any of our list. Metal Mikey says, just one fix by Ministry. Metal Mikey. Says just one fix by Ministry, so that's a good one. Uh, Mike Smith drops Shock by Fear Factory. This one was also mentioned by our friends over at the Armchair Booking Podcast, who Matt and I might have to have a uh, mm-hmm. really might have to get together with and ha- do a really weird episode of the show sometime soon. A mixtape, yeah, that Matt really wants to do that will uh, be unusual, but we'll, we'll leave that for now. We'll leave it yeah. there for now. But Matt's been talking yeah. about one. Hey, uh, Armchair Booking, hit us up. We. Uh, <laughs> I, I noticed something on an episode I was listening to. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Through. And we need to discuss. Matt and I, there's an episode Matt's been wanting to do, but the problem is Matt and I are probably the only two that could talk about it. Yeah. So we need and a Kevin third. Kevin would just be sitting there going, uh, I want, uh-huh. yeah, but I want Kevin on because I want to play the tracks and see what he yes. thinks. Oh, like, yeah. I want an opinion from somebody who was probably a little outside. And, yes. Uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, also, we had... Um, uh, armchair booking, I think. No, he. That's what he said. He said, uh, "Shocked by Fear Factory." So did Mike Smith. Uh, Brennan B says, "Stabbing Westward." Shame. Uh, I know Brennan from way back in the day. We went to high school together, actually, and he was a huge Stabbing Westward fan as well. I do know that. Uh, Connie says, "Smack my bitch up" by the Prodigy, which is also yeah. a great choice. Then she we couldn't have... find a Cindy Lauper song. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> she she looked. Uh, really that would have been great if she would have. I'd have loved it. That would have been so yeah. good. Um, then we have what's essentially Stewie D's list. Uh, part-time host of the show, Stewie D, couldn't pick one, so he gave us a full list. He, he says, everything. more human than human, uh, closer, the beautiful people, and Supernova Goes Pop by Power Man 5000. So there you go. There are some uh, listener uh, listener suggestions and picks. So if you guys have one to add to the list, send it on over. We would love to uh, have it. Again, I hope you guys liked our list. I hope you guys agreed with some of it. Um, and if you didn't, well, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I hope you do. But uh, oh, I love that Matt sent uh, us a photo in the chat of KLF firing off machine guns. <laughs> does he have oh, a cigar yeah. in his mouth? Because that would be epically yes, awesome. That's so good. Uh, so there you go. Guys, again, we thank everybody for listening. Please check out all our social medias. Matt has been working hard, as is always the case, with the YouTube channel. So go over and check out those videos mm-hmm. there. There's a lot of really fun videos, and we've got some more coming up. I think uh, Return to Oz is up now. Matt and I did our take on Return of, to Oz. Matt, how did that turn out? I have not watched it yet, um, but I felt um, like it was a good episode. It's going to be fun. Yeah, when we were yeah. recording it, it was a lot of fun to do. Uh, yeah. We, as a team, will be doing, I guess, the peanut butter solution sometimes <laughs> real soon. Kevin's never seen it, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, i never seen it. And then uh, Matt and I and Kevin, if he wants to join, totally up to him. We're going to be talking about the, the movie Dolls here soon as well. So uh, head over to the YouTube channel and check out the Twisted Kids we do there. Uh, they're a lot of fun. Take They do take a lot of time, though. Matt is learning editing. Um, yes, I am. And uh, we're experimenting <laughs> with that. 
Again, if you can make it out to Operation Fandom, come on out, Wooster, Ohio, April 16th. Uh, say hello. Should be a good time out there. Do you guys have any upcoming stuff or anything you want to alert people to before we call this one a close? I'm afraid I don't. No. no. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to be at a random street fair at some point in time, <laughs> so if you see me... I might like, be hey. on a random street. <laughs> That's what I thought he was going to say at first. I might be what on a random. He said, I'm going to be on a random street. <laughs> yeah, just if you see me if in downtown me. Kansas City, pop up and say hi. Pretend like so. you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never know because, Matt, you uh, you have a lot of cons and stuff that come out yeah, in the area yeah. and things that I'm not always aware of, and I want to make sure people know about them. Yeah. Hey, the best way uh, is to uh, Facebook. Honestly, we post a lot yeah. of concerts and cons and things like that, not just in our areas either, yeah. and, and some of the tapeworms post stuff there. So you should head over there. It's really one of the best places. TikTok yeah. videos are always going up. We have a lot of those, and they're a lot of fun. Yeah. So check us out there as well. Uh, random memes that I come across that are like so ultra specific. Yeah, um, I love the words, memes. The uh, the living La Vida Loca one. I did that, not make that. You didn't I make found that? that. Are you no. shitting me? I, I wonder, swear to God, dude. When you posted no, that, he, I found that Kev. He posted a meme today that was. He's put something like to talk about something about Matt's life, and it was literally a meme about getting broken up to while hearing "Living La Vida Loca," which yep, I I did not make that. That is a hundred percent just a a meme that I found. It was your ex girlfriend who made it. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, actually, that's if weird. you go to the the place that I shared it from, that's where I got it. Like I, I didn't edit it at all. It's just pure it weird insanity and the internets are always listening. My friends. Yeah. They're always- oh, and by the way, the logo for that, uh, that website, it's the surge cola logo. Oh my God. That they've just edited. I'm telling you, dude, you know that what's going to happen it's is in a, in a, in about a year, you're going to get a weird random phone call from this mm-hmm. old, old man. And he's going to be like, there's something I got to tell you. And it's actually you from the future who created this. Oh, yeah. right? mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, I thought it'd be real funny. I thought it'd be real, real funny. Because you to don't know, with in, the com- time. In, the, in the future, they might be able to send stuff back down yeah. the computers to the past. See, Kevin, when I travel back in time, it's just to mess with myself. <laughs> well, Kevin, you know, too. I, kind of I mean, Kevin did as well, but yeah. Go back and listen to episode <laughs> fill in the blank here with whichever one it is, and uh, listen for that. Know. Listen for I, the I, Kevin number God, two. Don't remember which episode we talked about, yeah, Kevin. I don't either. On. Yeah, right. it's it's one of the earlier ones. It was. Uh, oh yeah, one more, one oh more thing God. before we go, and it's going to be a while, guys. It's going to be a while, but uh, uh, I wrote a book. It's up on Amazon. You can you can oh, yeah. you can read it if you want to. It's fine. Uh, it's I think it's good. I've been told it's good i haven't read it in a while so it's a horror novel it's called lyric um there's usually a link somewhere i think on the website is a link that being said um i actually started writing a second book and got pretty far into it this was a couple of years ago and then i switched computers and my old computer while it still works it's locked it's not locked out there's a problem i can't get in anyway I thought I had copies of it, didn't, thought, well, it's just lost in the, you know, that's it. You're kind of upset when you've written seven chapters of a book. 
And today I found it. <laughs> so oh. not only did I find it, I started reading it. And I'm like, this shit ain't half bad, man. So uh, I'm going to continue writing it. So um, maybe we'll get that one finished in probably in a, it'll probably be a year or so. But maybe I'll be releasing yeah. a second book. So be looking for that, guys. Nice. Yay, toast. Maybe you guys. Does it have a title yet? It it does. Uh, all my okay. books start off with so titles. So here's, here's what I'm suggesting. I say we release the title, and it will it will encourage you to finish the book. Oh, I'll finish the book. Because yeah. you've put it out in the world. I'll finish it. I wrote too much on it not to finish it. So. Oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, it's called The Number. Yeah, it's called The yeah. Number. So. Yeah. Meanwhile, I write a lot of post-it notes and then lose them. And, Me too. You know, oh, God, constantly. Again. I put so. all my notes on post-it yeah. notes, bring them home. No, I don't lose them. I just... I'm like, I'll write this on a post-it note so I won't forget. Yeah. And then I bring those all home and put them in the same place and never look at them again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've, I've taken to texting Connie and just saying, hey, uh, remind me that I sent you this text when we get home. So we'll, we'll Google it. I took so. to um, putting notes in my phone and those I don't forget about. So I don't. I know it's hmm. weird, man, what we got to do. Oh, that being said, one more thing before we close out this episode. Notes on my phone. Um, next episode. Uh, one more One more thing, Matt. One just more, one more thing. Just one more thing, Matt. Um, we have an interview coming up, and this one is really yeah. cool for us. Um, it's kind of a big deal. It doesn't fall really into our normal decade kind of span, a little bit of the 70s. But when certain opportunities come up, you don't pass Forrest them. Gump. You, Forrest Gump just... It, it it takes things from various decades and puts them in the nineties. Yeah. It, it covers it all. This you is involved with Forrest Gump. You don't Gump. pass up certain say. opportunities. And yeah, uh, we are this one. we're gonna be interviewing Stu Cook from Credence Clearwater Revival, and that's that's massive. Yeah. Pretty damn awesome. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to that one. Um so you guys stick around. That will probably be the next episode to release. You'll yeah. have an interview coming up, so please check that out when it when you know when it's when it's up you can't listen to it before hey do us a big favor too if you don't mind please leave us a like or five stars or 10 stars or whatever you can leave and uh share the show it's you guys yeah. it's been growing it's been and i know it's because of you guys out there kind of helping uh we're, we're starting to get in some really cool numbers and we have some really cool stuff we want to do like really want to do for you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And when we get to a certain spot, we'll be able to do some of that. So yeah, if you don't mind sharing, that would be great. I think that's it, guys. We love all you guys. We appreciate you coming every week and listening to our complete crap. We do offer a little bit of like actual information here and there, but mostly we just say dumb shit, like industrial shithole. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but occasionally there's a gem like, you know, Richie Steakhouse. Hello, is it meat, meat you're looking for? <laughs> uh, raspberry bidet. Um, so I think that's it, guys. Uh, yeah, that's it. So remember, everyone out there in tapeworm land, until next time, we have the opportunity to speak to you. Always stay awesome. That was pretty cool. That was a little bit I waited because I know that there's a half second delay. <laughs> I said it before you were going to say it. If you guys haven't listened to I know Matt, you. you, 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 you. I love that. You hear the actual song go, you don't know how to and then you hear Kevin go, like after. <laughs> <laughs>
See, what, we, what we need to do is take instances like that where we know when it's going to happen and then time it out and see when Kevin does it. Because we know he's doing it along with the song as a music. Yeah, it's not a So, 